Martin truck, ride it tail out. Had to get a new butler, four new maids to clean my house. Get my mama, my daddy, I'm day one nigga, key to my house. Made 500,000 every time you see me out. All the public with the grip, all the fans wanna take a pic. Niggas not on my level, why you mad? Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to episode 284 of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend. Jalen Hunter, and if you do me a favor, please subscribe to you're listening. Please subscribe to you're watching. It definitely means a lot to me. So we're early in this uh, NBA season, and unsuspri- unsurprisingly, the Lakers aren't doing too well. Uh, I know it's only two games in, but they lost to Golden State. They lost to the Clippers. Now, both of those teams, a lot of people have at least making it to the NBA Finals, let alone the Western Conference Finals. A lot of people have Golden State repeating, including myself. A lot of people have the Clippers winning. So there's no, there's no, uh, you, those, those games you're expected to lose. Golden State had their ring night. It's the Clippers, how deep they are. So the Lakers weren't really expected to lose, or expected to win those games. But... Sometimes you can say that it's too early for criticism. Sometimes that you can sometimes you can say it's too early what we're seeing, but no. What we're seeing from the Lakers is exactly what we thought we would see. Let me let me let me The Lakers they're Let me first say I am shocked that Rob Palenka got extended. I'm shocked that Rob Palenka got extended because as a GM, as a president of basketball operations, your job is to build the team. Your job is to build whatever team that you are the president of operations of. Your job is to bring in pieces that can work together to get to the ultimate goal. And the ultimate goal is the championship. Now, yes, some people, some teams are a lot further than to championships than others. That's that's obvious. Like Golden State, you know, Bob Myers is going to have a lot less, a lot more wiggle room because of how successful he's been with the with Golden State than someone like, you know, the Wizards or someone like the Kings. But this is the Lakers. And as you know, what comes with the Lakers is championship expectations. And you can look on that floor. Hell, not even this year. You can look for let me remind you guys. Rob Palenka was extended this this offseason. Meaning they saw what happened last year and thought to themselves, God damn it. That Rob Palenka, man. Mm. We got to extend that man after what they saw last year. When you look at this Lakers team, they're nowhere close to a championship. They're nowhere close. They're, they're not, they're, they're closer to a lottery team, even with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, than they are to a championship in my opinion. 
because the Lakers have such a history of winning, it's 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 almost unfathomable to people to think how are they this this how are they this bad? And it's very simple. You know, Russell Westbrook gets a lot of criticism. A lot of it. And I said this when they when they got Russell Westbrook from Washington. When the when the trade happened, I said, Russ, you're asking to play to play alongside LeBron James. You have to be one of two things. You have to be a spot up shooter, or you have to be a big man that can roll like Anthony Davis. Russell Westbrook is neither one. And I'm not, it's not a criticism, that's just who he is. Russell Westbrook has not built his career off of shooting threes. He's not built his career off of pick and rolls. He's built his career off of energy, triple doubles, uh, energy and triple doubles. So when you're trying to put a square piece in a round hole, that doesn't work. See, look here, man. I look at the lake. I look at, I look at basketball, like a relationship, like a a couple thing. You have a relationship's not going to work if you're not you're not gelling. And in order to gel, both people have to want to gel. And when I say both people, I mean team and player. When you look at this Lakers team, you have a bunch of pieces. Patrick Beverly, Kendrick Nunn, uh, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Lonnie Walker IV, or whatever the the number is. Apologize for messing your name up if it is not the fourth. None of these pieces go together. And the thing is, Fans knew this. Analysts knew this. Hell, I think the team knew this. Except Rod Palenka. But Rod Palenka was the one that got extended. I think Russell Westbrook is unfairly criticized. Let's say that. I think Russell Westbrook has flaws. That's without saying. He's not a perfect player, and I don't th- – but like I said, you're trying to fit a square piece in a round hole. He does not fit on this team. He has never fit on this team. I understand they think injuries is what messed him up last year. No, it didn't fit. You're asking a 37-year-old to be the best player in the world, and that's the only way that this team is going to make any noise in the playoffs if they make it to the playoffs. Now – there is a uh, trade on the table from what has been reported for Russell, West, Russell Westbrook and like two draft picks for Buddy Hield and and uh, Miles Turner from the Pacers. If that happens, that could change a lot of things because this Lakers team does not have a three. Their best three-point shooter is LeBron James. That's not good. <laughs> it's not good at all. I feel like I'm not going to dwell on this because I I feel like I've talked about this. But again, man, 
this Lakers team does not fit. This is not a good team. I know we're only two games in, but this is not a good team. I'm I'm interested to see what this team looks like, you know, uh, at the trade deadline. But hell, even LeBron said they're not a team constructive, pretty much good shooters, which is crazy in today's NBA. And we knew this. Their best shooter last year, they let go, which was Malik Monk. Or let me not say that. Their most consistent shooter last year was Malik Monk. And you know what the problem is? You know what it is? Like the biggest problem is last year you could say that, well, if they were healthy, we wouldn't know. Well, they were healthy. They'd probably make some noise. A healthy LeBron, healthy AD, healthy Russell Westbrook. If they were healthy, they'd make some noise. They're healthy now. Russell Westbrook's healthy. LeBron James is healthy. Anthony Davis, even though he has back tightness or whatever, he's healthy. And you look at the game. Look, look, look at look at the look at Golden State game, the team that just won the championship. The team that lost Otto Porter Jr. They lost uh, Juan Descato Anderson. They lost Gary Payton the second. But you get. Jonathan Kaminga with another year. You get James Wiseman with another year. You get Moody with another year. You get Dante DiVincenzo. You get Jermichael Green. Look at these two teams. Look at those two teams. And, and, and any basketball fan can see the wide gap that is between the Los Angeles Lakers with arguably the greatest player of all time on it. And... Golden State Warriors. Hell, it was a close game because I think that it really felt like the Lakers, I mean, the Clippers were BSing. But you also got to realize the Clippers introduced two players that haven't played in years. And that is John Wall, who I think had 15 points, shouts out to you, and Kawhi Leonard, who came off the bench because apparently his knee still isn't 100% ready. This Lakers team's not good. The other night, their front court or their back court, Kendrick Nunn, uh, Patrick Beverly, and Russell Westbrook, I think combined for like one in 27. LeBron even uh, alluded to this after the first game. Why? I understand this is a shooting league at this point, which you should have shooters on the team. But if you're not a shooting team, why do you continue to shoot? It's kind of like football. If you're not a, a running quarterback, why are you doing the, the run option or the read option if you're not a mobile quarterback? Vice versa, if you are a mobile quarterback, why is your offense solely based on pocket passes? You have to adapt to what you are. Or, or you have to lean. Either you have to adapt to the times, you have to lean into what you are. It feels like the Lakers are trying to adapt to the time, but again, they can't do that because they're not good shooters. Remember, there was, there was a graphic that came out that their best statistical shooter outside of LeBron James was Patrick Beverly. If that is the case, you have problems. This is going to, and unless something changes, this is going to be a very long season. 
very long season for the Lakers. And I don't think it's just a Russell Westbrook problem. He is what he is. Russell Westbrook is what he is. You're asking, you're trying, <laughs> you're asking a player that that has never played off ball. You're asking a player that has never had a knockdown shot. You're asking a player that has never really been able to play cohesively with a team. Not saying he can't play with a team, but he can't be the best player on a winning on a championship level team. And that's no offense to Russell Westbrook. That's just what we've seen. You're asking that player to turn into Clay Thompson. A player that is like a career 30, 32, 30% shooter. You're asking this man to turn to Clay Thompson. And you want it's it's the Lakers, man. And it's it's LA. You you're you're always gonna be under a microscope. But I do think it is unfair at times. Because, again, you're asking a man to be something that he's really not. This Lake, The Lakers are in trouble unless they make some moves, which I think that I don't think Russell Westbrook will be on this team by the end of the year. I don't believe so. I, I think from what we've seen, and again, I know it's two two games, but I don't I don't see him being on this team for much longer. Not because Russell Westbrook's trash because he's not. He just he's he's in an unwinnable situation. He's on a team that he doesn't fit. So as currently constructed, this Lakers team is bad. It's you know, it is what it is. So let's move forward. So what happened? We've been hearing rumblings about so the we've been hearing rumblings about the Carolina Panthers making some huge moves. Uh you know, they, they got rid of their coach, Matt Rule. They got rid of Robbie Anderson. And just the other day, they traded their best player, Christian McCaffrey, to the 49ers. Now, you're going to want to do this. You have to do okay. When you trade your best player on a team, let's let me let me teach you guys something. When when you trade your best player on the team, one of two things have happened. One the best players got disgruntled and they won out. Or two, your team is so bad that you have no future. So you need to start if you're if you're not going to do anything in the present, you need to start building for the future. So if you have no future, i.e., if you don't have much draft picks, you have to make some huge decisions. And that's what you saw the 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 Carolina Panthers did. Now let me not let let me not let y'all forget that the Carolina Panthers put themselves in this situation trading for uh, Sam Darnold and trading for Baker Mayfield, giving up their draft picks. Two players, by the way, who have not worked. So now you have to because you made such a poor decision as far as trading, as far as manipulating your team you have to trade christian mccaffrey so when we talk if you want to talk about winners and losers the carolina panthers won this trade alone because they got like four four or five draft picks which will help them in the future however you're giving up christian mccaffrey who when healthy is arguably a top three running back in the league 
to the 49ers. I think <sighs> the, the Carolina Panthers are in a bad spot. Bad, bad spot. Because think about it. Now all you have is DJ Moore. I don't even know who their running back is now. And on top of all that, you still have Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold throwing the ball. P.J. Washington right now is the quarterback. But who was in the um, XFL? And for the 49ers, man, this is a home run. So the 49ers, <laughs> I said this before the uh, before the season started. I think the 49ers have the best team collectively in the league in the league if we just talk about names if we talk about talent i think they have the best roster on the league in the league and now with i mean now with christian mccaffrey i think it's a two team from how they've been how we've been playing this year and and how teams have looked it's a two-team race in the nfc or nfc i think it's the eagles and now the the 49ers Yes, you still have the Cowboys. They look good. We'll see what they look like with Dak Prescott coming back on Sunday. Yes, you have. Um, you still can't really rule out the Green Bay Packers because it's the Green Bay Packers. You still have the Giants. That's five and one. You have uh, Minnesota. I think it's five and one. So they have some teams. But I think if you just look at talent and roster, it's a two-team race, the Eagles and the 49ers. And now that you have Christian McCaffrey with with all the injuries that they have at running back, well, all the injuries they have in, in general, Elijah Moore, like it's, yo, this team, this team is gonna, and you have Coach Kyle Shanahan coaching. It's Christian McCaffrey being on this team is huge now, and you know it's big because the the Rams wanted him, and now the Rams are trying to trade Cam Akers, but the Rams wanted him, and again, he went healthy which he's healthy now, apparently. He is a top three running back in the league. There's not You can't go too much farther if we're talking about best running backs and not mention Kish, Christian McCaffrey's name. He, uh, I hate to bring race into it, but he also is on that small list of greatest Caucasian players of all time. You know, you got Tom Brady. You got... Uh, or let me say, Caucasian non-quarterbacks. You got Cooper Cooper Cup. You got Christian McCaffrey. Uh, maybe maybe uh, Julian Edelman. I don't know. All I'm saying is Travis Kelsey. Forgot about him. All I'm saying is this. <clears throat> um, this move shows two franchises moving in two completely different directions. The 49ers are in win-now mode. With Trey Lance going out, they're in win-now mode. And how good this team is, they're in win-now mode, which is why you get someone like Christian McCaffrey. You saw, you know, it kind of – you saw the work for the, uh, for the for the Rams last year, getting OBJ. Of course, you had Aaron Donald. You had Jalen Ramsey getting Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Robert Wood, Van Jefferson. Like, getting all these players – you're in the win now mode, and of course, it ultimately got them a championship. Getting, making a move, giving up all those picks for Christian McCaffrey. You're in win now. You want to win now. 
And what they're trying to do is they're trying to surround, which they're doing a really good job. They're trying to surround Jimmy G with as much talent as possible because they know that Jimmy G still has limitations. So now you give him a Debo Samuels. Now you give him a Christian McCaffrey. Now he has Brandon Ayuk. George Kittle. This is going to be a... I'm still trying to figure out. Now, I know Christian McCaffrey wasn't there, but I'm still trying to figure out how this 49ers team lost to the Broncos. Mm. But, yeah, man. Oh, I, I feel bad for... Uh, I also feel bad for uh, DJ Moore. <laughs> Boy, I feel bad for DJ Moore. Mm. You know, DJ DJ Moore, man, he, oh, that's a Maryland product too, man. He is stuck on that team. They let Robbie Anderson go. They let Christian McCaffrey go. You're thinking, all you're hearing is your name in trade talks. And as soon as you let Christian McCaffrey go, now we think DJ Moore is a building block. Ah! <laughs> ah that hurts. Mm. I would be on my phone, my manager, quickly. Like, hey, yo, what, what's happening, bro? What's, what's, what is going on? That's crazy. Mm. Well, again, shouts out to Christian McCaffrey, now 49er. And uh, I'm interested to see... I'm interested to see what the Panthers look like in three years. Because the Panthers, quite as kept, while they haven't been the most successful team, they've all, they've never been that terrible. Yeah, they may have had a season or two when they're just like, yeah, no, they're, they're god-awful. But they've never had, like, a season where they didn't have talent. I mean, they still have talent on this team, but I'm ex- I'm 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 quite I'm interested to see what this team looks like in three years, like what their quarterback looks like. Now, who is their build? I guess DJ Moore is the building block. What this team looks like around DJ Moore, I don't know. Interested to see, man. So let's move forward. So Thursday night football happened, uh, and the Cardinals beat the Saints forty-two to thirty-four. Let me – I don't think I've ever seen a game where I've seen back-to-back pick sixes outside of Thursday night football. Now, Thursday night football has had a scoring problem. We know this. I think the highest scoring total was 12 points, and clearly this game eclipsed that. DeAndre Hopkins came back. And even with DeAndre Hopkins coming back, uh, Chris uh, – Kyler Murray didn't have to do much because of those two pick sixes. And I think three picks overall from Andy Dalton. Uh, but the biggest the biggest story coming out of this game, of course, was the small blow up with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Now, usually, I would say that this is no big deal. Uh, star play. I mean, we just saw a week or two ago, Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy kind of have a 
a, a, a shouting match, and nobody thinks that that relationship is 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 you know tarnished, destroyed. Nobody thinks that. We no. We see we see we saw Quentin Williams going at I think his defensive line coach. Nobody thinks that that relationship is tarnished, or you know, it happens. Player is a high testosterone thing. Players go at it with with coaches at times, but this is different. This Kyler Murray Cliff Kingsbury one is different. It's different because of a couple things. When when let's 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 go back to this offseason. Actually, let's go back last year. The Cardinals got off to an incredible start. They had people, including myself, saying, you know, this team looks like the best team head and shoulders in the league. This team, there's no way this team can make it to this. This team's not going to make it to the Super Bowl or at least make a deep playoff run, just how good they've been playing. That was the beginning of the season. And then there was a small fraction of people that was saying, hey, hey, hold on now. The Cardinals are used to doing this, and we still don't know if Cliff Kingsbury is a good coach. Hell, Kyler Murray was leading the league in a was like the leading candidate for MVP until like halfway point. And then it just all fell down. All just which brought into question a couple things. It brought into question Kyler Murray's uh preparation. It brought into question Kyler Murray's ability. And it also brought into question Cliff Kingsbury's coaching. Because how is it that you look drastically different from week, you know, from the first half of the season to the second half? Then you had this offseason. And something came to my mind. Something came to my mind. Because I was looking at, I was looking at the blow up and I was like, first and foremost, I don't know why you're, and we're talking about Thursday now. I don't know why the hell you're throwing a fade route to Rondell Moore, who was 5'3". Neither here nor there. Or a post route or something. And he's 5'3". With DeAndre Hopkins on the sideline. But let's go back to the contract. And, and we know when Kyler Murray signed the contract and the whole, you know, watch film and you have to do like 10 hours of watching film which we've never heard and and it was a big thing i thought to myself why did management think that they had to put that in the contract because that is an off-field thing why did management think they had to put that in the contract and I was under the impression, well, they were they were clearly looking at the tape. They clearly saw how bad they looked. And I thought to myself, teams, players of teams have looked bad before, or and players have looked bad before. Players that we thought would be better have looked bad. So why did was that in Kyler Murray's contract? Then it clicked. Somebody had to tell management, yo, they don't. We don't think Kyler Murray comes in prepared. Who is the only person? That really would think to themselves, Kyler Murray does not come unprepared. The head coach. Or management comes to the head coach and says, hey, do you think Kyler Murray is really prepared like that? 
Like, do you think that he comes in prepared week after week? So now if you're Cliff Kingsbury, you're in a terrible position because you, you say yes. I think he's prepared and you come out and look as bad as they've looked this year. Then it's like, all right. So if you if he comes prepared, it's on you. You are the problem. If he says, no, I don't think he comes in prepared like that. And Kyler Murray finds out, which clearly he did. Now you are on the outs with your starting franchise quarterback. Which brings me back to Thursday. And it's it's not just Thursday. This season has not been good. They're three and four right now. A team that had Super Bowl aspirations last year is three and four right now. And honestly, the only reason why they won Thursday night was because of the two pick sixes. Because the the Saints were dominating this game. I think it was like 14-6. It was 14-6. The Cardinals couldn't make any movement. The Saints defense was going crazy. And then you look up, two pick sixes, and you're going into halftime down 28-14. to I think that, that that blow up is different than any other because of everything that we've seen these last or from the offseason to now. Cliff Kingsbury will not be I'll I'll put it now. Cliff Kingsbury will not be the coach of this team next year. Meaning what 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 does this team look like? Who do you bring in? Who do you hire? You pay, they paid Kyler Murray early, and I understand you doing it. I get it. Your team looks drastically different with or without Kyler Murray, so I get it. But this team is not, this is not a good team, and that blow up was a lot more than just they didn't like the play that was run. There was, that's a, you can tell that there is, there is some pent up, built up animosity between both. Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. And I promise you, you do not have to question who this team is going to choose. If they have to choose between one or the other, which they're going to probably do, you do not have to question who they're going to choose a franchise quarterback or a coach that finished his college career or college coaching career with a losing record. Who do you think is going to be here longer? A number one overall pick or a coach who people still question if he's a good coach or not. Again, it kind of goes back to the Draymond Green situation. There's fights in practice. I said this on this. There's fights in practice. But I never seen that. That is crazy. And the fact that it's on tape. You know, and and also, side note, I was thinking about something. I was wondering who the hell would leak that tape? Like, I've been thinking about that for a while. Who the hell would leak that tape? Who, what would be the reason to leak that tape? Especially if, now, they said that they paid $2,000 or $10,000 for it. Cool. But who would have the motivation to leak that tape. I think Golden State leaked the tape. 
Now, I know that's probably not going to be proven. I know that they're probably going to find somebody or somebody's going to lose their job off it. I don't know. But I think Golden State purposely licked that tape. It's a, it's, a, it's a tactic. It's a tactic of – it's a tactic. So now you have the public be like, now you already didn't want to pay Draymond Green $100, 000, $100 million. Now it's like, hey, you see that? You see why we ain't want to pay him? Now it's different. Like Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson gives you absolutely no reason to trade him. Clay Thompson is weird. But he is he stays to himself. He'd be with his dog. He'd be on a boat. That's Clay Thompson. He comes in, does his job. No, Clay Thompson gives you absolutely no reason to be like, hey, we hate Clay. No, no. But Dre, Draymond Green, he he is an habitual line stepper. And it's like Oh, damn, we're already not trying to pay him. What do we do? I got it. Let's leak the footage. He gave him out. But let's get back to Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray and the, the Arizona Cardinals. I think I don't see much success. I mean, they're three and four right now, and they did, again, congratulations to beating the Saints. I don't see much success for this team, at least this year, even with DeAndre Hopkins coming back or who came back. I don't see it. I don't. And. Mm, it's going to be a. Again. There's blow ups. Hell I've yelled at my coach. In college. <laughs> I'll never forget that day man. We were. Uh, we were scrimmaging. It was a practice you know team uh a team and b team or starters and 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 bench players we all were scrimmaging and coach said let Jalen shoot now if you know something about me i don't like i feel like you're embarrassing me at this point i feel like you try me i'm a shooter i know it may not look like it but hey you can come and find out i'm a shooter so then there's no way that I'm wide open and the coach yells out, let him shoot, and I don't feel offended. So I shot the ball. I made it. I look at the coach, and then he like, we, I like, I like yeah, what? You know what I'm saying? So then come down. I get the ball again. He goes, let him shoot. Shot and made it. I was like, you must be a terrible coach if you keep letting me shoot. I said this to my own head coach. Yelled it out and everything. You know, practice stop. Who are you talking? Like going back and forth. At the end of the day, emotions were high. I said what I said. I said I apologize. You know, blah 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 blah. At the end, of, I didn't say that at the moment. You know, my pride was a little too high. But they understand. There's still love there. I love my coach. Love Coach Mitchell. But that's how it is. You yell at coaches all the time. But there was no. In the offseason, I didn't coach didn't say, "Hey yo, we're trying to trade you." Or, "Hey yo, I don't think that you pre- you prepare hard enough." And we actually we actually had a winning record. Like we we finished the season I think 30 and 10 or 30 and 7 or something like that. So, you know what I'm saying? I just Cliff Kingsbury will not be the coach next year. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you that. Let's move forward. So, Thursday night football pretty much is the is the kickoff of week seven. And I'm going to give you my predictions of who is going to win these matchups uh, on Sunday. 
You have the Browns and you have the Ravens. I have the Ravens. I just the Ravens have give have lost two three double digit leads in the fourth quarter. And the Browns have not looked good. I, I don't know if it's their defense hasn't looked good, even though they have some big names in the defense. Their offense definitely hasn't looked good, even with Nick Chubb. I just think the Ravens, the Ra- and their their Ravens are at home. I think the Ravens are gonna win this game. I just think they need to get back on stride and they need to Un- exude their dominance, especially in a divisional round, divisional matchup. I have the Ravens winning that one. Bucks at Panthers. Oh no, Panthers. Yeah, Bucks at Panthers. <laughs> the Bucks are struggling. Don't get me wrong, but the Panthers now are without their two or their two of their three best offensive players. Um, I should tell you all you need to know. There, the Bucks are going to destroy them. Uh, Falcons at Bengals. I have the Bengals. The Bengals are just better. I trust, even though Marcus Mariota has been playing better, uh, and I, they're, they need to continue to find a way to get the ball to their best player, which is Kyle Pitts. Uh, but the the Bengals are a better team, I think, especially offensively. Even though they are both three and three, I have the Bengals. Lions at Cowboys. This is actually a big game. This is a big game. Dak Prescott's coming back, uh, but I have the Cowboys. The defensively, the the Lions just can't get right. Uh, even though the Lions are really good offensively, at times they just can't get right. And the the Cowboys have a dominant defense. Their offensive line looks dominant again. Their running game looks pretty good. And of course, Dak Prescott coming back, who was an upgrade from Cooper Rush. Uh, I have the Cowboys, Giants at Jaguars. I have the Giants. Uh, the Jaguars, they're okay, but again, I'm I'm still holding how. Uh, I still don't know about Trevor Lawrence. I know Trevor Lawrence is gifted. No, he has he's an incredible player, but he still has a turnover problem. Shouts out for him for not turning over the ball last year or last night year, last game, but he be struggling. And and the the, the Giants are one of the best teams in the league at this point. Uh, if we just look at record and what they've been able to accomplish and who they've been able to beat, so I have the I have the Giants winning that one. Colts at Titans. I have the Titans. I have the Titans because the Titans are at home, and I, you know, I trust the bat. I, tr- I trust uh, Derrick Henry. That's about it. I don't. I don't trust Ryan Tannehill like that. And Matthew Stafford. I mean Matt. Matt Ryan. Even though they did win last week, and I think he had like the most passes in le- in franchise history last week, or most completions or something. I don't. Mm-mm. I have the Titans. Packers at Commanders. I have the Packers. <laughs> I have the Packers, even though Taylor Heineke will be starting. Uh, actually, that's one of the biggest reasons why I have the Packers, because Taylor Heineke is going to be starting. And the, the Commanders team, just they're just not a good team. I'll be real with you. I know I'm a Commanders fan, so I'm being brutally honest. They're not a good team. So I have the Packers. And the Packers need to just get – they need – now they are saying that they're trying desperately to trade for Chase Claypool. If they get Chase Claypool, that'll change a lot of things for the Packers. That really would. And their defense needs to be better, a hell of a lot better. I don't know what the hell's going on with their defense, but I have the Packers winning that. Jets at Broncos, I have the Jets, which is crazy to say because the Broncos suck. I'll be real with you. The Broncos are not good. They could turn around, but the Broncos are not good, even with Russell Wilson. Yo, I don't know... Who continues to release? It has to be Subway. 
I don't know who continued to release these freaking Danger Witch commercials after every lost. <laughs> but y'all need to chill, bro. That is not a good look. Every single time they lose. Hey, is, you want a Danger Witch? It's spicy. Bro. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. The Broncos are bad. I got the Jets, man. Texans at Raiders. Even though the Raiders are one and four, they're probably the best one and four team you've ever seen in your life. I have the Raiders. The Texans are not good. Even with Davis Mills, they're not good. Um, that's yeah, they're not good. So I have the Raiders. Uh, finally getting their second win. Seahawks at Chargers Sunday Night Football. I have the Chargers. Oh, not Sunday Night Football. I'm sorry. Uh, I have the I have the Chargers. The Seahawks still are bottom five defensive team. So I have uh, I have the Chargers. Chiefs at 49ers. Now, they are saying that Christian McCaffrey will play. However, the Chiefs did just lose to uh, the Bills, and I think that that's going to be motivation. And there are still injuries on the defensive side of the ball for the 49ers, even though the 49ers, I think, have a better team. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I trust Patrick Mahomes way more than I trust Jimmy G. So I have the Chiefs. Sunday night football. Oh, my gosh. Steelers at Dolphins. That's Sunday night football. Jesus Christ. Yo, the NFL has missed on a lot of these primetime games. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. The NFL has whiffed on a lot of these primetime games. The Steelers at Dolphins was Mitch Trubisky against Tua Tonga Valoa. Mm, mm, mm. I don't even know. I got the Dolphins because the Dolphins are at home. I mean, TJ Watt being out is still huge. And um, this is the same Steelers team, by the way, that benched Mr. Uh, Bisky just two weeks ago for Kenny Pickett. And I, I know Kenny Pickett will be out due to concussion-like protocol. I am interested to see what the Dolphins look like. Tua will be coming back, and they have looked god-awful without Tua as far as offensively. They can't score the ball. Um, so I'm interested to see with, with Tua coming back, how he plays and how, how he moves with, with the injuries that we saw. But Steelers at Dolphins. And, oh, my gosh. Monday Night Football's Bears at Patriots. I think that's a uh, that's like a that's a game. That's a that's a something game. I think that's like a legacy game or something like first time or since 1901 or something like that. I don't know. But I got the Patriots. The Bears are terrible offensively. And I think Mac Jones might play. Even if he doesn't, that's crazy how bad offense is. How bad the Bears offense is. Because even if Bailey Zappi plays, I got them winning. I got the Patriots winning. That's crazy. But those are my picks for week seven. Let me know how you feel. Um, and let me know. And there you have it, man. This has been a quick episode. Uh, that has been episode, what? 284 the unpopular podcast i appreciate you guys um you want a popular podcast shirt hoodie sweater long sleeve joggers the link in the description below at multiple different colors multiple different designs to so get your unpopular podcast merch today also please subscribe to if you're listening please subscribe to if you're watching i definitely need you guys' help trying to get the algorithms going uh please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend definitely mean a lot comment i i, I comment back if it's a respectable comment. Um, yeah. And until next time, much love.
grade. I've been getting this in the sixth grade. Let me see if some of y'all can relate. Like 05 Visions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come and yeah, yeah, yeah. the bakery. 